0: Captain's Log, Stardate 56844.9 An agent from the Ferengi Entertainment Syndicate has contacted me and has expressed interest in developing some of my ideas for TV shows. Sure, TV's a dead medium since holodecks were invented, but I think this could be my way out of this dead-end Starfleet job and a chance to start making some real money. minded humans and welcome to set podcast to stun the podcast where we explore explain and enjoy the star trek franchise i'm clint the q joined by captain cory admiral cory is cory even on admiral cory admiral cory okay (laughs) admiral cory we have admiral cory with us his paperwork Uh, made it yeah, the bit that will not die. And we have Chancellor Emily Galron. How's it going, Emily? Capra,
1: I have feasted on many delicious dead bodies this day.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> a little <laughs> hardcore, even for a Klingon, but that's why we love you, Emily. I'm doing
2: fine, by the way,
0: Clint. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Corey, sassy, as always. All right. Well, welcome to the episode, everyone. Today, we have another captain's log. And we had so much fun during our first pitch meeting that we decided to uh, hold another one. So, yeah, we have another round of uh, of series pitches. And I have exciting news for you guys. What's going on? Our first pitch meeting, actually, it got some interest from the Ferengi Economic Coalition. And... Um, <laughs> We actually have a Ferengi who's interested in um, producing some of our pitches. Oh my oh, this is just
2: super exciting.
0: So I'm gonna introduce Damon Clarkey Hollywood. How's it going, Damon Clarkey? Hi there, how's it going? Good, good. Uh, so I, I I hear you're, you're interested <laughs> in producing some of our pitches, right? No, That's I'm
3: it, I'm here to make some pitches. Oh oh I shit I have some I have some pitches for you. Oh, crap. Oh, man.
0: This is what I hate about Ferengi uh, emails is their language is intentionally vague so they can trap you into some of these situations.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm here to I'm here to make it in Hollywood. Oh, no. <laughs> wait, oh. so no one has any money for this venture. Great. <laughs> wait, wait.
0: Hold
2: on. So, Mr. Damon, uh, my name's Corey. Um, y- you made your last name Hollywood as an aspiration instead of because you were already in Hollywood. Just want to understand no. that.
3: No, I'm a big fan of uh, Great British Bake Off. <laughs> I love Paul Hollywood. I wish he was. I uh, I wish he was my brother. That cold-hearted capitalist. Well, yeah, maybe, him we'll
2: be shaking hands towards the end of this.
3: I I, I hope so.
2: <laughs> well, welcome aboard.
0: All right. Well, I guess. I mean, you're already here, so I, you might as well, you know, share with us your pitches. So yeah, let's let's hear them.
3: Okay. So my first pitch. It's a uh, it's a little bit not a, like an actual uh, series or anything, but it's just a big change to the uh, the space trek uh, series. <laughs> it's, it's Star Trek. Oh, I oh, I'm so sorry. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's Space Trek. Okay, so what so does everybody love? So that's actually your
1: first pitch.
3: <laughs> yes, my change first meaning. pitch. Star Trek. That feels a little waysome. Let's go with Space Trek. Okay, so <laughs> what does everybody love? Pudding money well yes both of those but no they love laser swords okay (laughs) so i say we add laser swords in okay i maybe call them laser rapiers uh trek sabers i those are the two things i think because you watch star trek it's a little boring and you go where are the laser swords
2: (laughs) can i suggest photon blades
3: that sounds cool as shit phaser sword because you already have phasers in there let's do that (laughs) that's pretty good yeah all right
0: all right well okay we'll send that that note along to Star, to Starfleet hey okay. uh, Damon just real quick uh, it sounds like that's less of a uh, a pitch than it is just a prop
2: was
3: that, was that the end of that? The, yeah the props are everything okay <laughs> what is the Fast and the Furious franchise without cars okay you know what I'm saying?
0: that's a pretty good point I guess <laughs> okay Can't so what's that logic
3: it's hard to argue with his incisive market commentary
0: yeah
3: What's everybody's favorite Star Trek show? Uh, TNG. 9 Yeah, everybody loves those ones, but everybody really loves Voyager, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's all, true, Damon.
3: We all love Voyager. So get this. Stardate 2137. All right? We have a new captain. Captain Wayne J. Okay? So the idea is, is it's Voyager, but what if a man was making all of these decisions? <laughs>
0: Oh so, man. So we, we gender swap everything, right? Like No, every- just
3: the captain. Oh. Everything okay. else stays the same. We need the sexy <laughs> Borg lady. We need all the other stuff. Okay?
2: So like, just the, the script is the same, except instead of a female captain, it's a male captain.
3: It's a male captain. Male he doesn't captain. listen to anybody, he does what he wants, he's in control. That's, I mean, that's so innovative for Star Trek. We've never seen I, that in I the think franchise. I thought that's a good
2: idea. I thought you were going to say he'd be a Ferengi captain, just a human male captain.
3: Just a human male captain. Got it. You know, Earth audiences—they're not ready for a Ferengi lead. You know what I'm saying? It's a little <laughs> too, it'll be a little too hot and heavy for them. Okay.
0: I mean, Clarky does have a point. Every time Janeway would make a decision on Voyager, I'd ask myself, wouldn't a man do this better? <laughs> And get this. This is the sweetest part
3: of the pitch. Yeah. You know what we call it? Guess what, what we, we call it. What do we call it? We call it Voyager. Voyager. <laughs> oh my god.
0: It it sounds so like instead of like them be like they were on a scientific mission or they're looking for, you know, the Maquis in in the previous one, it sounds like they're just on a gay cruise and then they <laughs> happen to end up on the other side of the of the galaxy. <laughs>
1: That exploring seems like, the galaxies looking for ass.
3: <laughs> that seems like a terrific late series pitch. You know, since Voyager is going to be so popular, we're going to have to come up with new storylines <laughs> afterwards. Uh, Damon, could we have everyone, out of curiosity, <laughs> everyone be a boy on the ship? Just everyone. Everybody but the Borg lady. We gotta <laughs> okay. have the Borg okay. lady. <laughs> having never seen voyager i'm
1: now really in a lot of suspense for this borg lady
0: i'm pretty sure voyager was the only star trek show that damon Clarkey watched <laughs> it's the only one i enjoyed yeah. oh why is that
3: i love the borg
0: lady <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: all right i think we could i think we could make that happen
3: okay <laughs> Let's, what's next, your next pitch next pitch what haven't we seen in the star trek universe Enough Klingons. <laughs> That's very true. I got a pitch for that later. But what I'm specifically <laughs> thinking of is why have we haven't seen how freight works?
0: Like freight, like yeah, like how like cargo
3: moves, import, how cargo explores, moves,
0: transition of materials. Yeah. yeah. So
3: get this, we call it Star Truck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
2: no, no, no. Is this is like on a ice
1: road truckers in the sky. Very close.
2: Mr. Mr. Damon, hold on one second. I'm going to have to put my foot down on this. In our very first episode, I proposed the name of our podcast be Star Truck, and we talk about Elon Elon Musk's truck that was launched into space, so I'm going to say no to this one. That is my territory.
3: Oh, wait, let, me, let, me, let me ease it in a little bit more.
2: Okay. Wine and dine me.
3: We have a space trucker, a star mm-hmm. trucker, a trek trucker, okay? <laughs> well, and there's we- your name truck trucker hey i like star truck a little bit better but you know what you green light it we'll call it whatever you want all right so what we think is maybe he's got a sidekick that's a monkey maybe he's got a little kid with him maybe both and maybe he goes arm wrestling all over the universe
0: <laughs> that's the he just goes arm wrestling all over the universe
3: the big season one end is he arm wrestles a klingon what where does the freight come into this Oh, the freight's always there, but, you know, it's kind of background. Maybe there's some <laughs> where he's smuggling some stuff, you know.
0: Oh, so we got a little Han Solo in there, too.
3: Yeah. I mean, we
1: did have Cassidy Yates on DS9. That was her whole shtick was oh, that she yeah. was
2: a freight person. Wait, would he have a light sword?
3: Uh, absolutely. I think we're going to call them uh, Trek Sabers, too, right? <laughs> uh, I Are... still like photon knife. Photon phaser phaser sword.
2: How about everyone kind of calls it something different, you know? Like how we call Coke and, you know, soda. Everyone just has their own little regional
3: name for it. Oh, and then it, it's something for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Another idea to spin off onto that is maybe the freight is going by. They stop at an alien planet. There are some eggs. Out of the eggs, a spider comes, puts an alien in somebody's, and then an alien bursts out of their chest.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, Damon, but that's already like a horror tradition here on uh, here on Earth. What
3: what is it called? What is it? Is it about aliens?
0: Yeah, it's called <laughs> aliens, and well, they're called chestbursters as well. I mean, that's kind of a colloquial term, but oh,
3: yeah. well, okay. But does it have this at the very end of the movie? We find out that Data is really a robot. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, both
1: Data and the movie Alien have orange cats, so... Mm, it's Yeah.
2: <laughs> what if there was, like, a xenomorph living inside of Data, like in uh, Men in Black? I think that that'd be cool.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just a little xenomorph all, all, all along? Data wasn't a robot, is the twist. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, Damon, right. I gotta say, I am, like first of all i'm starstruck i'm stunned by the 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 speed that you've given us these presentations i love this this negotiation strategy i think where you just give us so many that we have to agree to one and i'm gonna agree to all of them do you have any more for us
3: oh my god okay i just have i got i got a few more and then i really speed round these ones okay i want to boldly go where star trek has never gone before okay what does everybody love
2: Okay, you've asked us this three times and uh every time you've rejected them. But Battle. Battle.
3: reality TV. <laughs> and everybody's favorite reality TV show is K U W T K.
0: K-U-W-T-K. K-U-W-T-K? Keep it up, with, up the Kardashians. with the
3: Kardashians. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm just proposing a little, just like a little slant. And okay. we call it K-U-W-T-C keeping up with the Cardassians, okay? Oh my so God. what we do is we put the Kardashians in Cardassian makeup, okay? <laughs> Wait a second, do you guys hear that in the background? No. That's money being printed, okay?
0: <laughs> That's Latinum being pressed. Okay? <laughs> That's the sound of Latin being, liquid latinum being suspended in gold. Is it So it's literally just the normal keeping up with the Kardashians, except they're wearing Kardashian makeup?
3: Exactly. <laughs> they're going to be grumpy because all morning they have to be in the makeup tent, okay? Getting yeah, like their Kardashian hours. makeup on, and then the drama will
0: fly. <laughs> I mean, they're you're probably upset. right about that. They're already riled up, so it'll make for great for great reality television show. I love it. I love it. That one's great. Okay.
2: L- Wait. Listen, I own 51% of the shares in Set Podcast to stud. We're going to throw our weight behind what?
0: this one. I'm in. Wait a second. How did 51? this happen?
1: 51? How many do I own?
0: Oh, no. Should I have not sold all those shares to that gypsy?
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. All this time we thought Clint was in charge, but it's really Corey. We don't have to listen to you anymore.
3: <laughs> Emily's like, you guys got shares?
2: (laughs) Keep them coming, Damon.
3: Okay. So I got two more, and these are the real money pitches, okay? So when you're watching The Next Generation, who's the character that really pops for you? Data. The new recruits. No, it's Worf. It's Worf. (laughs) Everybody loves Worf. But my only problem with The Next Generation is the whole time I'm going, what was Worf like in Starfleet Academy? (laughs)
0: I wonder that all the time.
3: So we go back to Starfleet Academy, where Worf starts his own Klingon-only frat house. Uh, What is what is it called? Klingon House. (laughs) They go through all these hijinks. They're sleeping with faculty's wives. They're killing Trek horses in the dean's office. Whenever they do something crazy, the dean yells, "Klingon House!"
2: Oh, they're always getting up to no good, huh? So
3: I admit, it is a bit of an Animal House ripoff, but we'll just keep that on the down low, and nobody will know the difference. (laughs) Nobody has a sense of fun and hijinks like us Klingons.
0: Wait, so the only problem with this is that there's, like, Worf is the first Klingon in Starfleet. He's the first one to graduate. Oh.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Because the rest of them are such lovable losers. They're still
1: at the Academy. I They're would still- love to
2: pro- now. I would love to propose that there is a golf tournament near the end where Klingon House has to win it in order to continue to keep their credentials. Um, and we can see like a young wharf like, you know, sl- slinking along the green. I with, love like, it. A bunch of country club people.
0: I do like the idea that there's just a bunch of Klingons who keep like, failing out of Starfleet Academy like they, they act all cool like oh we don't need to be a part of Starfleet but they keep trying to get in and they just like not nept enough to like get through get through Starfleet.
3: <laughs> well they're too busy partying, boozing and trying to score with chicks you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the Klingon way.
0: <laughs> Was that what your days at uh, Starfleet Academy were like Corey? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah I went to Starfleet Academy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea, uh, too, because I'd like a sequel where Worf is actually a dean again. And then he has to deal with a rowdy bunch of of Klingon uh, frat guys. The sequels write themselves.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. I'm going to give that one the green light. Oh, my God. Anything Anything else, Clarky Damon?
3: I have one last one. And this one is pure Ferengi gold. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So what matters in Hollywood right now? Being politically correct. Very close. Representation. <laughs> Representation matters. You're so right. what we have, That's true. we have Spock, all right? Cast by a, by a, a Stephen Yen or an Eric Park. And he meets another Vulcan on Earth. And he kind of knows he's got a nice family back home, but he doesn't really know the full extent. The whole movie is Spock coming home with him trying to meet his family and win his family over. But it turns out his family is filthy rich, filthy freaking rich. <laughs> and you know what we call it? What? Crazy Rich Vulcans. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds this sounds familiar somehow. I I'm not sure. I love it, but I just Oh, it's a complete yeah. ripoff of Crazy Rich Asians.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, no. I
3: totally didn't see that coming. Well, we at ch- least
0: you're honest about your source material.
3: We changed <laughs> the race to Vulcans, and uh, we made Spock in love with a man. So it's representation. <laughs> Oh, I also okay, like to say, like, right.
2: we could bring in, like, the Garden State soundtrack, because I think that that's something that's missing in, like, Star Trek is, you know, any kind of contemporary indie music scene <laughs> kind of played melodramatically in the background while people are looking out the window while it's just, raining.
3: Just
1: Picard
3: <laughs> looking out at his fish and some acoustic guitar strums up. That's a nice way to make it an original, is uh, we had a little subplot where uh, where uh, Spock doesn't need to take medication anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: curb his emotions
3: yeah because treating your your mental illness is bad right (laughs) i'm loving these messages you know that you're not only
1: about the entertainment but you know sending out positive social
0: messages as well it's it's nice that we're getting a real vulcan to play this role too
3: yeah that is of the utmost importance okay (laughs) I remember when they put Leonard Nimoy in his Spock, all the Vulcans went crazy.
0: <laughs> it's offensive.
3: They put him in a Vulcan face. All these this human washing that Hollywood is obsessed with.
0: <laughs> well, well we do uh we do admire your your fight to uh bring more representation and exploitation into our pitches. Now, Damon, I know you're a businessman, but I just want to suggest, like, you could have
2: drip-fed those to us for like three years, and you could have, like, you know, had had us on, like, you were our contractor. We would have paid you handsomely. We really appreciate this just torrent, this dam breaking of fantastic ideas. And I think, hold on, let's all convene over here really quick, guys. Damon, just stay over there, please.
3: I'll I'll be here.
0: Okay. okay. Peace and carrots. Peace and carrots. Peace and okay, carrots. Yeah. He's in He's people in watcher, people watcher. <laughs> okay, Damon.
3: So do we got a deal?
2: Buddy, I hold out my hand. This is going to be a very lucrative friendship.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, nothing like the joyful sound of a Ferengi closing a deal.
0: <laughs> they say uh, every time a Ferengi closes a deal, a um, angel gets their wings. Chopped off and turned into a marketable product. Yeah, desiccated, into <laughs> angel wing powder. All right. Well, thanks, Damon Clarke Hollywood. Don't call us; we'll call you, and we'll we'll get this all set up.
3: Hey, thank thank you very much. We can come back. I bartend. Uh, you can come to my bar as a celebration. Oh, perfect. Uh, and uh, everybody out there, keep on space truck trekking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Thank thank you, David. All right. Well, that was certainly an entertaining presentation from a Ferengi friend.
1: Can one be friends with a Ferengi?
0: Um, Our our Ferengi business partner.
1: That's the highest praise. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Our our business associate. (laughs) Yeah. Clint,
2: if you ever bring another. God damn Ferengi in this room again. I'm out of the podcast, okay? Uh, I'm sorry. I agreed to everything he said so that he would leave. And now that he's left, we're not doing any of those. We're only doing
0: the ones that that we talk about. Okay? Okay, okay.
1: Picard just astral projected into Corey's body.
0: Yeah, I forgot how sensitive Starfleet admirals are about, about Ferengi. Oh, right. That was great, though. That was great. So, yeah, um, let's hear from Emily.
1: The Klingon, yes. Uh, the Klingon delegation has a pitch, uh, and it's called Star Trek Return. Okay. And my whole thing, especially in TOS, they're always like, we're going where no man has gone before. But, like, every planet they go to actually has people on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So in my uh, rebooted Star Trek, Star Trek Return, the whole series centers around one base on a planet. Okay. And it is a planet that has been in the Federation. It was discovered early. And this takes place several generations after, you know, Picard and all those guys. Uh, so it's in the future. And Starfleet is trying to sort of, you know, make good on some of its past mistakes. Uh, So the first one is all about, you know, like some guy who's posted, some Starfleet guy posted at this uh, outpost that he doesn't want to be there. And he's pissed that he got sent to this remote outpost because he just was trying to be the loose cannon like his heroes, Picard and Kirk. (laughs) and he's getting told look that caused so many problems you know when we were just blowing up things for no reason it killed so many people and <laughs> we've destroyed all these environments you can't you can't be going willy-nilly you have to respect the chain of command and uh throughout the uh first season we really like him but at the end he learns that you know all these and you know he has all the conflicts with his staff and with the people who live on the planet, and he's always like, God, everyone around me is an idiot. And then the the season finale of this first season, that's what a season finale is. <laughs> <laughs> he learns that he was wrong all along, and, and his world is shattered, and our, our hero is downcast. But then the second season, we switch perspectives, and we're looking at a native on the planet, a young a young alien who's like Wesley Crusher level level smart, but every time he tries to do something, he gets stymied. Like He's like, oh, hey, look, I've been learning on these computers. And they're like, what? Those comms are old castoffs from the fort. How can you do anything? He's like, yeah, but we could fix it if we get this part. And they're like, well, you know we're not allowed to trade with any non-federation, and they have to approve this, and they're never going to. And so instead of having a life of limitless potential like Wesley our our genius is just constantly battling the empire keeping him down the federation sorry <laughs> and so basically every season follows a different character as we explore the different ways that uh starfleet colonization has has left behind a complicated legacy
0: oh wow how woke
1: yeah and the aliens are actually not very humanoid and they have different uh setups to their uh familial structures and they have like four arms and stuff because we can finally afford it so why don't we have some actual alien aliens
2: Mm -hmm. oh this is like some district nine level stuff i I love the idea i love the shifting perspectives i imagine this is kind of a little bit of a western right like they're on kind of a desolate planet with like a pretty small indigenous population
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. So it's like a Deadwood, Deadwood in the
0: stars. Mm. Deadwood in the stars. That's what what kind of like complicated legacies would we explore of of post Starfleet colonialization?
1: I mean, I feel like there's going to be a lot of like this in TOS. They do a lot of things like, oh, we're dropping off aid at this planet or like, oh, we're en route to relieve the famine on this planet. But just dropping like a box of food doesn't relieve the famine. Or also, you know, there's a dilithium crystal mine that's probably employing all the people, but it's a very hard way to make a life and it tamps down other parts of the economy. And it's just taking natural resources out of the planet for the Federation's gain. Um, So I I feel like, you know, Starfleet is going to be eating a little bit of humble pie and the rest of the people are. I don't know. They're going to be real sassy. That's what I want in this reboot is just sass.
0: You you're really bringing down the man with this uh <laughs> this new series, right?
1: Yeah, I think I think in all reality every Star Trek fan would hate the shit out of this.
0: <laughs> it should be like a gorilla documentary rather than a show.
1: <laughs> I mean, that would be yeah, so like it's Star Trek. Unveiled, and then it's like shaky cam, and like this is what they don't want you to see.
0: It should be like
1: <laughs> a gritty reality, like series.
0: it presented by Spike Emily. <laughs> it pays only the most
2: superficial fan service to Star Trek. Like they hardly even mention that it's about Star Trek, and like sometimes it's just the unicorns, sometimes the actors yeah. accidentally say uh, America instead of Starfleet, and then like they just don't edit that out.
1: <laughs> they don't edit it out. <laughs> Uh, listen I would settle just for a, a universe where every time the enterprise like doesn't notify higher command what's going on or just chooses not to follow orders they get punished and every get gets busted <laughs> down in their rank instead of like oh it's fine because you're special
0: is it do you you want to show that's just like all the complicated like Procedures of like, well, this regulation wasn't followed, and people being like reprimanded, and like yeah. giving reports. Uh, uh,
1: Star Trek bureaucracy.
0: <laughs> there's there's one episode that's just called Robert's Rules of
2: Order.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just meeting after meeting, of why you have to follow it? Even just like, here's a planet that you guys landed here two generations ago, and started some shit, and it caused this intergenerational warfare that's like killed our planet and then you just left and now you have to come back and deal with it.
0: <laughs> Jeez you have such a dim view of of Starfleet. It,
1: yeah it got really dark uh, but I have a second pitch that's that's not as a uh, uh, gritty if you're if you're looking for a less HBO version. Yeah let's Yeah. Uh, much like our our esteemed Ferengi colleague, uh, I've been deeply inspired by a classic, which is the Madcap 70s Comedy 3s Company. Okay. And in this one, uh, Worf, Data, and Quark are living together.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> uh, caught, uh sometimes visited by their uh, landlord, Gowron, who can't know that they are actually friends and they have to fight and uh <laughs> their wacky neighbor uh Garrick
0: <laughs> Are they, is this like do they have an apartment on like Chronos since there's so many like Klingons involved
1: Yeah I I mean I'm I'm kind of torn between Chronos or like uh like Risa which would make oh. all of them angry like Worf <laughs> would just be like this is frivolous and then Data would be like I do not comprehend this behavior <laughs> And Quark would just be like, "Oh, there's so many. Like he always has a scheme to make money on Risa that backfires. <laughs> like some, like the three of them have to live together for some sort of like research mission, and everything just goes awry."
2: Now, this is this is and great. Then- I'm just going to say that if we're filming this today, we're gonna have to explain why Data has a walker with those like little tennis balls underneath it because Breadspider's <laughs> so old.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: that's even better. Uh, I actually think we should just add that and not have an explanation. Um, and then Wharf is also wearing like Mrs. Roper's caftans.
3: You know, sense well. that, so he
1: can. They're doing this to blend in on Ryza, right?
2: I want to double down on the fact that all these actors are old. This is going to be less Three's Company more like Golden Girls. I think.
1: Uh, oh, even better.
2: So, so they're they're
1: in their Golden Girl years. They're on a covert mission that's what they have to hide from the landlord they have to convince everyone that they're in a throuple and they're just there for to live out their last days in pleasure and they're Uh, not doing this last undercover research mission
0: i like the idea too that like quirk is just trying to constantly get laid but he can't and it's (laughs) supposed to be like dropped in easy on ryza and he's still like having problems getting laid
1: I mean, that's also very Golden Girls, right? They're always having
0: dating woes. (laughs) I like, though, you really uh, really were thinking on your... Because you pivoted super fast into Golden Girls. I liked how you were able to do that.
1: The caftan on Worf was really always in my mind. (laughs) And that just translates so seamlessly between the two that, you know.
0: I like how you threw Garrick in there. Because he's like my favorite character from DS9. What's he up to on Ryza? Uh
1: He's just a simple tailor. I don't know why you think he'd be up to anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are
2: those statues where if you have them out, like it, it tells people that you're down to bone.
0: I think they oh, yeah. are called the, the Horgons and you want Jamaharon. Yeah. Horgons. It's
1: disturbing how quickly yeah. you I think it'd be great that. if
0: Quark was like getting into the black
2: market of selling those to, to people and trying to, I don't know. I haven't thought of this idea much, but just trying to like get them off planet. Or something like that. Maybe that's the mission.
1: He uh, he he gets uh, his hands on some and he's trying to sell them. But there's something like the sculpture is a little bit different and it signals that you don't even want to be approached. And so he sells them to people and then they don't get any any action and they're pissed. And then in the end, he's able to offload them to a bunch of people like Picard who just want to read quietly.
0: <laughs> or it's like a weird like it, it's like a weird kink jamaha run, like you yeah being like cuck- cuckolded in public or something like that like
1: spitting in your eyeball or something <laughs>
0: yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty great those those bitches are pretty awesome
1: yeah so you know they're wildly different um one is one is a little bit uh it's a bummer it's your uh your your cable your subscription tv and then the other one is your uh your wacky slapstick comedy, something <laughs> something for everyone.
0: That's great. That's awesome.
1: Do you do you have a pitch?
0: I have one more pitch. Yeah, I have a pitch. I've been thinking about for a while. So, what does everyone? No, want? you can't do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right, children.
1: Uh, oh God, no! Please, no.
0: Okay, so do you guys remember the, the TNG episode? where Picard, what's her name? Whoopi Goldberg. Picard, Whoopi Goldberg, and Ensign Rowe, and I think, oh, Keiko, right? They all get turned into children by accident. Do you guys remember that one? Mm-mm. I remember skipping uh, that. That is a skippable
2: one it. for me as well, my friend. <laughs>
0: I haven't seen that one in years. All right, so... <laughs> So there's this one right where they all get there's a transporter accident they're turned into children they have their adult brains but they're just in like I want to say like 13, 14 year old bodies and Picard is like oh man like I can't be a captain like a child captain I'd have to wait till I grow up Guinan so think, that's Whoopi Goldberg Guinan thank Guinan. you thank you yeah sorry didn't mean to interrupt so, so he's like I can't I can't become I can't be a captain I'm gonna have to wait until I'm older and so I have some authority. So he was thinking about being an archaeologist, taking a sabbatical, becoming an archaeologist until he, he grows up some more. So in my pitch, they didn't fix it by the end of the episode, that they stayed young. And so he has to wait to become a captain. And so he's um, Jean-Luc Picard, teenaged ar- archaeologist. Da, 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 da. Like Indiana da, da, Jones. Da, da. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So it's like a space-themed Indiana Jones. This is a couple years in the future. So he's like sixteen or seventeen or so, and yeah, he's been having space adventures. You know, been doing archaeological digs and running from from natives.
2: But the natives are are like becoming more educated, and they're 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 learning how to. This
1: could be a a great crossover for uh, Star Trek, uh, the sad one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. but like you know he's very he's always very respectful of native cultures and that sort of thing but like you know he still has to get into some scrapes and you know just like indiana jones or that one episode where they were putting together the vulcan death machine or whatever you know there's like finding like lost technology you know he's he has a nice full head of hair uh he hasn't started balding yet clint can i say i i Uh, what i go ahead emily
1: I was going to say for interpersonal conflict, you also have this person who has the maturity of, you know, an elder Jean-Luc Picard trapped in the body of a horny, disgusting teenage boy.
0: Yeah. And he's really too, like, he's just like really horny all the time. He's, and he's like, God like,
1: damn it. Why do I want to fuck everything?
0: This <laughs> is like really wrestling with that a lot. And he's just like, God,
1: he's like, I, I hate people, but I want to touch them so bad. What am I going to do about this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just want to touch some bored butts what's wrong with me
2: but that does make me think all of the archaeology episodes in tng are pretty bad like the one where they have to yeah assemble that vulcan device that one's pretty bad
0: what that's like one of my favorite
2: ones the... i love that I like one. no i mean they're, I they're love fine the one on they're, ryza
1: they're... where he goes into the cave with the chick. yeah no
2: that's a pretty bad episode too and then the one where they have oh, to like it. track down the 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 progenitor of all the humanoid species. That's a pretty bad episode too. So like, I think it's because they're, that it just doesn't work well because they have to zip around and it has to be kind of silly, but usually not silly. They're usually kind of serious. So I would love, I think this is a great idea. Just like a young Picard with like a fast ship, just zipping around doing these cool missions and going on adventures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I want
1: lots of characters to just be like, my God, son, you have beautiful hair. <laughs> just, like this running. Oh, there's always illusions. Like he's
2: always like combing it and conditioning it. And...
0: Yeah. And then like when he starts, it starts to fall out a little bit and he has like a crisis. <laughs> he's
1: like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I guess I'll just join Starfleet.
2: Can I um, suggest the theme song for this? I-, I think it should be called Star Trek forever young. And, Oh. Just like how in Enterprise they have that, it's been a long time. You know, that sad country song that doesn't work. <laughs> that amazing country yeah, song. I think That's that so for this one it would be, forever young, I wanna be. Like just totally 80s out.
0: <laughs> That'd be perfect.
1: I like the idea of of putting it with some like synthesizer sounds to be kind of like lasers and space (laughs) gamings. It's like forever young. Choo choo.
2: (laughs) Just just laser blast instead of like a synth beat. Just little over the top.
0: Yeah. All the (laughs) like beeps (laughs) and boobs that
1: they have in TOS for the machines.
0: Also they uh to make him feel more at home, they download data into a teenage body as well. (laughs) <laughs> and he's going through robo puberty dude that is a great way to age out Brent just be like we're gonna download
2: you into a young actor who we have to pay a lot less
1: what about like if instead of it's a robo body it's a dog cause <gasps> what teenage boy doesn't have a dog for a best friend
0: oh that would oh be my great God. <laughs> data dog
1: and then whenever no one else is around like when people are around he has to act like a normal dog but when people aren't around he's like data what do you think of this? And the dog's like, it is illogical, sir.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like too, that like the dog would just like stand up on its hind legs and like act like a normal person.
1: (laughs) It like sits at the computer when nobody's there. Yeah. With (laughs) classical music.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's thinking about chasing around spot.
2: (laughs) Wait, he's becoming more dog-like the longer he's a dog because when, because he's a human, right? And he really wants to become a human. So I think that, that pans out.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and then he's like, you know what's a great way to, to observe humanity. Scratch my ear. Is, is is through the lens of a dog. Yeah. Through their best friend. He's
1: <laughs> like, after our adventures together, I learned how to be human. Now I'm ready to learn how to become animal.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I'm just thinking too that like Geordie show pops up on a view screen from time to time. To just like give him like reading advice reading advice oh oh
2: (laughs) like he he's now a struggling reader of a teenager like most american students so he regressed with his ability to read that That was a side effect got it yeah
0: of of turning into a child was that it really wiped out his ability to read
2: he's like i just i just have such a hard time finding the main idea in a passage now (laughs)
0: <laughs> or like he comes up to like a you know like an ancient door or something and then you have to phonetic- phonetically sound out open sesame and he's like I just can't do it he's like oh let's get let's get jordy on the line and so he pops up and he's like okay picard this is a hard r sound
1: you can, you can do, can do it. it
0: and the picard's like oh pen uh, open sesame and then it it opens you know and then jerry's like good job picard
1: clint when was the last time that you encountered a child because teenagers know how to read oh
0: shit it's been a while it's been a long time yeah
1: but you know what we can make this work picard just becomes five in one episode
0: (laughs) yeah now this is turning into like picard the explorer i
1: don't (laughs) dora the
0: explorer (laughs) You got Data dog, and Jordy.
1: <laughs> well, I like to see LeVar Burton reprising his role as himself on Reading yeah Rainbow. That would be delightful. And that's basically his podcast, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you know he has a podcast where he just reads stories?
0: I heard about that. Yeah, that's delightful. Yeah. What a nice guy. I think they named a park after him in Sacramento. I think he's from Sacramento.
3: I mean... It's like the LaForge Park.
1: It's not the... LeVar Burton Park.
0: That would suck to be just like uh, a,
2: a very noble human being who advances literacy and they name a fucking park after a fictional character you played thirty years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I think now that you mention it, I think it is the LeVar Burton Park.
1: I'd be, I'd be stoked if there were more Lavar Bur- Burton Parks in this world.
0: Well um that was an awesome episode do you guys have any anything else you want to say or any thoughts
1: i mean throughout this conversation i realized that you know that question of like if you could have you know like five people alive or dead to have dinner with you i think i would add levar Byrne to that list because he Mm. just seems like a nice guy and also like he's pretty well read so he'd probably be really interesting to talk to
0: yeah i think so That's all I have to add. Big old old audio hug to LeVar Burton. Yeah. May he rest in peace. He's he's
1: still alive.
0: I know, but just... Just just may he
1: sleep easily every night.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's all I... You guys are so dark, so...
1: I say that to my mother every night when I go to bed.
0: (laughs) May you rest in peace.
1: Rest in peace, mother. (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right well on that note uh i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and until we see you next time keep on trekking
2: oh no those are gay I'd like you guys to just imagine it at my desk I have a notepad and the only thing I have written on it before we recorded this was laser sword. And I just slowly crossed it out.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Corey's just like been up all night, just like workshopping lasers.
1: Stuff. He's like, there's gotta be something there.
2: But it has a has a question mark at the end of it. <laughs>